This program is sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Zion's sake, I'll not hold my peace. Welcome to For Zion's Sake. Isaiah 62.1 is taken directly out of the Hebrew Scriptures when the prophet Isaiah declared, For Zion's sake I will not keep silent, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not keep quiet, until her righteousness goes forth like brightness, and her salvation like a torch that is burning. Your hosts for the program are Shelley and June Volk, Jewish believers burdened to see Jew and Gentile become one. Believers strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God. Bless the Lord. Welcome to For Zion's Sake. We thank you for joining us. We're the Volks. My name is Shelley. And my name is June. Hi, everyone. It's good to be with you as we continue the theme. And the theme for this week is putting on trust in the Lord and having our mind stayed on the Lord. And I think that's really what's important, Shelley. Our mind stayed on the Lord that we might be able to trust Him. Amen. And we're going to expand this, but I want to read that verse from the verses from Isaiah 26, verses 3 and 4, which is what we've been talking about. The steadfast of mind thou wilt keep in perfect peace, because he trusts in thee. Trust in the Lord forever, for in God the Lord we have an everlasting rock. And as we've been pointing out all through this week, Junie, The external conditions should not determine how we live or where our mind is set. It's so easy to look at the problems and difficulties, and our mind is not on the Lord. But this is a wonderful exhortation that no matter what the external conditions are, no matter about the problems we might be going through or we see all around us, we must stay in perfect peace, have our mind stayed on the Lord, and that will be trusting in Him because our minds are stayed on the Lord. And, you know, yesterday we ended the program, Junie, by talking out of uh, Matthew chapter 16, where we saw an incredible change in one man, specifically Peter. He received the revelation that thou art the Messiah, the Son of the living God. And Jesus said, flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my Father in heaven. And then when Jesus started to talk about the suffering that he was going to have to go through, be killed and be raised up, Peter said, God forbid it will not happen to you. And what did Jesus say? Get thee behind me, Satan, for you savor the things of man and not of God. Interestingly, Junie, in the Amplified it says, You are minding what partakes not of the nature and quality of God, but of men. Wow. And I know, Shelley, that um, in teaching and in preaching the gospel uh, in America, there's very few that really talk about suffering And really, suffering is as much a promise as prospering in in the Lord as we follow him. And so the sufferings of the Messiah um, are so important for us to understand because from the time of Jesus' birth until the cross itself, there was always a wrestling and a struggling and a suffering this side of heaven. And in going to the cross... Because his resurrected life lives in us when we're born again, he empowers us and enables us 
to go through sufferings that the world would not be able to handle, mm. or our flesh, or our mind, or our, our souls, our feelings, our own will, would have a struggle with, just like he struggled before he went to the cross, um, and he sweat blood, and then said, Father, if it's possible, let this cup pass by me, nevertheless not my will, but thine be done. And if we remember the sufferings of Christ, and if we remember his uh, struggling in the flesh as the Son of Man, and realizing the resurrection and the power of that resurrection that raised him from the dead lives within us, it enables us to have our mindset on eternal things and having our soul set to say, Lord, Father in heaven, not my will, but thine be done. Amen. You know, Junie, we kept saying we have to have our mindset on the Lord. But you know what? It really is a mindset. In other words, it has to be a way of thinking, a way of perceiving, a way of understanding, a way of living. And that's what we've been talking about. And I pray for us and all our listeners, we would have that mindset to always keep our minds stayed on the Lord. And if you have your Bibles, turn with us as we begin reading from the Scriptures. I'm going to begin in the book of Hebrews in chapter 12, reading verses 1 and 2. Therefore, since we have so great a cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let us lay aside every encumbrance and the sin which so easily entangles us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of faith, who for the joy set before him, endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. You know, those are powerful words, Junie, and even when you were reading it and I was looking at it, fixing our eyes on Jesus. Okay, number one, that's almost like setting your mind. But what speaks to me out of these verses is that Jesus set his mind and his heart on the joy that enabled him to endure the suffering that he endured at the cross. So there was something greater than the current situation, and that that's the example we need to live in. That needs to be our mindset. What is the ultimate purpose of God in everything about our lives? And the joy, Shelley, is that he knew that his enduring that pain would bring you and me yes. and the listeners of this program to be with him and to be his for eternity. And I really believe, Shelley, that our heart and mind fixed stayed on the Lord and on eternal things will allow us to have an overcoming life in every affliction and every suffering. Amen. Well, a verse that kind of goes along with that, Junie, we also find in verses 1 and 2 in the book of Romans, chapter 12. I urge you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice, acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. Another version says, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what the 
will of God is that which is good, acceptable, and perfect. Junie, if we're to keep our minds set on the Lord all the time, our minds must be renewed because in the natural sense, we cannot live like that. We, that would not be our mindset. Our mindset is just to protect ourselves and the eye of who we are comes first. But we need the renewal of our minds. And again, Shelley, I think how we perceive our life in God really brings victory or it brings defeat. If we live for the Lord and we live for His glory then everything changes in our life because if God says no to something, uh, who was it, Job, I think, said, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away, blessed be the name of the Lord. If our whole being is hidden with the Messiah in God, everything changes. So what we're talking about and the scriptures that we're reading are... um, examples for you to cry out and ask the Lord to have your life found hidden with the Messiah, with Christ in God, that he would be your refuge, your fortress, your rock, and he would hide you under the shadow of his wings. Amen. You know, Junie, we've been talking, of course, all week about setting your mind on the Lord because we trust in you. I think it would be good to look at the word trust and see what's required on our part. Uh, for example, trust in both the Hebrew and the Greek, uh, the definitions are to be sure, to be secure, to confide in, to have assurance. Also, it means a place of refuge. It means to commit and to have faith in. And you know, who is the one, or let's say this way, what is required of the one that you put your trust in? What kind of person should this be? And I think you and I have talked about it before this program. That one needs to be reliable, consistent, dependable, authentic, honest, and steadfast. And you know, throughout Scripture, Junie, we see verses that talk about those who put their trust in the Lord will be blessed. We find one of those scriptures in Psalm 40, verse 4. Blessed is the man who makes the Lord his trust. Very simple, but very powerful. We go on to Psalm 34, verse 8. O oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. And we see in Psalm 84, 12. O oh, Lord of hosts, blessed is the man who trusts in you. And another Psalm, Psalm 2, verse 12. Blessed are all those who put their trust in him. So, Junie, right here, you know, it's almost we could stop here. If you want to be blessed, you are called to trust in the Lord. And isn't it interesting, Shelley, that the greatest sermon Jesus ever gave to the multitudes was the Sermon on the Mount. And throughout the whole Old Testament, we talk about blessing the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And Jesus changed something intrinsically when he said, Blessed are ye. And if you go through the Sermon on the Mount to see what we're blessed in, naturally speaking, we would never think of that being a blessing. That's right. Like, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is 
the kingdom of heaven. When we think like that, Shelley, it's not really human. It's divine. Really. And I think we're all well aware of uh, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths and make your paths straight. So we see there's such blessing when we trust in the Lord. So let's look at some of these situations, Jenny. We'll start today, we'll complete it tomorrow, about what comes about when we trust in the Lord. Obviously, just from the, what we've already looked at, number one, we are blessed. Number two, we have peace, as we saw in Isaiah 26, verses 3 and 4. And from Proverbs 3, the Lord will direct our steps. You know, we could stop here and say that's more than we deserve, but look what happens when we are blessed by the Lord and when we put our trust in the Lord. So let's go back to that portion in Scripture. If we put our trust in the Lord, God will give us perfect peace and our minds will be set on Him, stayed on Him, immovable, like we said the other day. We will be like Mount Zion, which shall not be shaken. Father, we thank you, Lord. We thank you so much, my God. You're so good to us. Thank you, Lord. And I pray that each one of us will put our entire trust in you, not in ourselves or any other person, but our trust will be in you. And Lord, we will enjoy the blessings of God throughout our days on earth. And we thank you and praise you in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Thank you for joining us this evening. If you would like to get in touch with Shelley and June, you can write to them at P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona, 85252. That's P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona, 85252. And you can also contact them on their website, ShelleyAndJuneVolk.com. That's ShelleyAndJuneVolk.com. Until next time, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. This program was sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund.